to tell you something, and I need you to believe me. I think Chucky did something. Something you better tell me. Something's wrong with Chucky. On tonight's episode of Four on the Rocks, Frank and Joe talked in part two, list their favorite things about Halloween season, and reviewed a 2019 remake of Child's Play. They're coming for you, Barbara. Look, there comes one of them now. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. How's it going, Joe? Good, Frank. How are you? Good. I am very excited because we are recording this episode on September 30th, mm-hmm. which I like to call All Hallows Eve season Eve. Wow. The day before October 1st. I couldn't be more excited about Halloween. Did you come up with that on your own? On the way over here, yeah. Oh, I, th- wow. I thought it was pretty clever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I am Beside myself, you know, you know the Christmas song. It's the most wonderful time of the year. I've never heard that. When song. I hear that, I, I think about this time of year because huh. I'm just so excited. But do have a lot of great content for the show tonight. Yeah. So Frank, it's wait, what was the term you just it's used? All to Hallows Eve season Eve. Okay. So <laughs> I'm not gonna repeat that. Cause it's a lot to remember. But tomorrow is October first. Yes, it is. And do you know what happened of October 2018? Uh, uh, the very first episode of this podcast? <laughs> bing, bing, bing. Yes. Exactly, yeah. We it's, made it a year. I know. We released three episodes in October of 2018. Oh, boy. We were young and naive <laughs> to think that that would be like a, I, I think <laughs> a recurring we, thing. I think we thought like initially that our average would be like two to three a month, and it's been like one-ish. <laughs> yeah, and quickly we realized that is yeah. not sustainable. We're busy folks. Listen, if there are yeah. any sponsors out there that were just like, I need more horror on the rocks. I know. You can finance us to do more of these. We'll deliver if we're then. incentivized correctly. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's really cool that it's been about a year. So can um, believe it. Do you remember what episode, or do you remember what... Uh, movie we did for our first one i do okay. we did child's play yeah which we were coming full circle with the one year anniversary we are. this evening we are going to review uh the child's play remake from 2019 isn't that so fitting <laughs> so fitting could not have worked out better time wise yeah. with the remake coming out um recently so yeah we're gonna be hitting that up today um but first off should we get into some drinks? Absolutely, Joe. Why don't you? What have- are not just what are you drinking? What are <laughs> we drinking tonight? We are doing the truly pineapples. Yeah, um, I don't think we've ever had the same drink before. No. Uh, well, we had the we both drank Rosemary's Babies oh, for the Rosemary's right. Baby episode. But other than that, maybe not. I don't know my podcast very well. I'm glad <laughs> you remember those things because yeah. I don't. Uh, but I got I, like most of America. I got very into hard yeah. seltzers this summer. Yeah. The White Claw shortage that's happening i definitely contributed to that is it actually a shortage apparently they like halfway through summer the demand yeah. spiked and they have not been able to keep up with it which wow. is why you, i believe you said that your store was out of yeah uh, claws which is why we're drinking yeah trulies so we're drinking evening. the trulies which is fine i think it's pretty refreshing i'm a fan of pineapple we also have a black cherry in the fridge I'm, and I'm snagging that a grapefruit so um there's a variety of flavors but yeah i think this is a nice end of summer drink 
Um, and just nice to switch it up sometimes from beer or just like, you know, oh, a regular cocktail. Going by. Hang on. Yeah. So um, as you may hear, we are not in a bar or a brewery or distillery today. We are kind of bringing it back to our roots. Yes. Recording from our fine from uh, private house. studio <laughs> or studio, studio, Frank, yes. um, slash my house. But uh, yeah, so it's kind of cool, though, to be back where it all began. Indeed. Um, and I think in the future, we'll still explore and try to partner up with local yeah. breweries. And I think we have some stuff in the works, too. But uh, it's kind of nice just to like be back in our home it base. It's a lot. I feel less pressure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't have to look as good either. Not that I looked that great before, but like that, was, public, you, that was you looking good. At wearing the like a nice, a nice T-shirt and at least like <laughs> decent shorts. T-shirt. Although if we're going to talk about it's Halloween season and we're talking about T-shirts, Joe has the best T-shirt. Oh, right am now. I wearing the best shirt, Frank? Tell me more. What What is he it, wearing? So basically, it looks like a '60s like hate Ashbury concert poster, but it is for the Sanderson sisters live back from the dead. Right. We got we got the whole gang. We got all three sisters. We got, we got Zachary Binks. We got Binks in there. We got um, what, Billy Billy Butcherson. We got um, yeah, all the sisters. Awesome so, shirt. I love this shirt. I thought it was very appropriate to yeah. wear it for today's episode yeah. because it is almost Halloween season. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, cheers to you. Cheers. Boom. So, what's going on in the world of horror, Frank? Yeah, a lot of news. First, I, I, I hate to start on a sad note, but I wanted to mention at the top, uh, the actor Sid Haig died. He played yeah. uh, Captain Spaulding. Um, he was 80 years old. Apparently, he had uh, complications from a fall he took, hmm. but he died kind of suddenly uh, a week or two ago. And I know a lot of people, myself included, uh, loved him as Captain Spaulding in the Rob Zombie horror movies. And it is sad, but we will yeah. pour, pour a little out for Sid. Yeah, Cheers rest to him. in peace. Yeah, yeah. He, he leaves behind a very... Um, cool and interesting and exciting kind of line of of, of work so, yeah i was um, scrolling through his disog or his uh, filmography yeah. on wikipedia today he did a ton of like 60s and 70s black exploitation and sexploitation huh. movies like yeah. those real like b quality dodgy theater in new york movies the like action movies he did yeah. a lot of them um he's, a, he's done a ton of stuff like he's been around a lot longer than i realized he was in george lucas's first movie oh, wow. and yeah he's he's done a bunch of stuff but r.i.p to him yeah for sure yeah um shifting gears uh apple tv which i i don't know have you seen the ads for apple tv everywhere uh, they're they're not all, really. All of a sudden, but in the past week I'm or sure so, they're out there. I'm oblivious though. <laughs> in the past week or so, I've seen a ton like sign up for Apple TV, sign up mm. for Apple TV. They are rebooting a show from my childhood that I loved called Ghost Writer. Oh my god! Did you watch the show? Yeah, it was so good. Yeah. Um. So they're rebooting that. If you've never seen Ghost Writer, it's about a bunch of kids who are able to like speak to this ghost through a book, and he's always like moving the letters around on anything in their world that has letters. <laughs> Hearing it just being oh, described though, it's. So outlandish sounding. I mean, I know it is a good show, but just like hearing it, <laughs> hearing you just explain the plot. I mean, when I it saw does the, sound idiotic. So when I saw the thing for today, I got so excited. Yeah. I was like, oh, I love this show. And then I went and watched like a clip of it from the 90s. I was like, oh, this show is very corny. So it doesn't um, hold up is what I'm getting. I, I watched the intro segment. So I don't know. Maybe mm. if you get into the meat of it, it's better. But I, I love that show. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be November 1, I think. Of this year? Yeah. Oh, wow. Apparently, they're launching Apple TV like this month or next month, like I very soon. I cannot keep up with all the TV that's out there. Like, it's so overwhelming. And there's such great 
stuff out there, but it's a little too much for me now, to be honest. We we need to have a segment like uh, uh, this this episode. Joe Joe has an old man problem. <laughs> <laughs> what is he gonna be cranky about yeah, this time? Yeah. <laughs> well, the damn internet and all the content they're giving me for free, it's I can't just, keep up. It's too much. Too much. <laughs> um, Guillermo del Toro's uh-huh. next horror movie or next movie is a thriller or something called Nightmare Alley, and it is star studded. Who's in it? Bradley Cooper, Kate Blanchett, Rooney Mara, and they just announced Tony Collette is in it. Never heard of any of them. <laughs> um, apparently, the it's based on a book that is described as a study of the lowest depths of showbiz and its sleazy inhabitants, a dark, shadowy world of a second-rate carnival filled with hustlers, scheming, grifters, and Machiavellian, Machiavellian femme fatales. Uh, apparently, movies made uh, there was a movie made of it in 1947 that was about somebody called Stanton Carlyle, who's a mentalist who whose lies and deceit proved to be his downfall. Huh. Um, so that sounds fun. Yeah. Huge stars. It's a great cast. Um, yeah, looking a for a bounce back after uh, Lady in the Water, because or not Lady in the Water. That was uh, uh, Shape of Water. I just oh didn't know. that was well, that was him, right? Yeah, yeah. I didn't love that movie. I really enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I yeah. just another podcast. Another yeah, podcast. I think so. Um, um, some other stuff. Haunting a Bly Manor update. Kate Siegel, the actress that played Theo, she's in for uh, Haunting yes. of Bly Manor. She was my favorite character <laughs> and actress from season one. So yeah. I am thrilled to hear she's no returning. Word. I, you know how like we've gotten like, okay, the actor's in, and a little bit little later we get like something about their character. Nothing on her character yet. I hope Theo just comes back somehow, like travels back in time because <laughs> I know the setting's different. Yeah. And uh, somehow she her just pops up. Her character was great. Yeah, she was so cool. And I love her. I think we've talked about her before, but I love her from Hush. Yeah. And um, she was in another movie, I think, on Netflix. But anywho, yeah. Um, Ghostbusters update. So, Joe, you can put on your blindfold. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Be right back. Uh, Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson. So, Ray Stance and Winston Zedmore will be in the new movie. Still no formal confirmation on Bill Murray. You're killing me, Bill. I just, I I want it. I I know he's going to be in it. But I'm I'm dying of anticipation. Um, a bunch of uh, trailers are out recently that I, I'm I think are very interesting. First of all, uh, Little Monsters, the movie, the horror, the zombie horror comedy with Lupita Nyong'o that we talked about uh-huh. earlier. That movie is apparently coming out on a Tuesday, October 8th, but it's going to be available to stream on Hulu on October 11th. The trailer for it looks really funny. Oh yeah. I haven't seen it yet. It looks, I mean, it looks like, so basically it looks like they're on some sort of field trip to a farm or, or some outdoor area. And she's with all these students and she gets there and she realizes that there's a zombie massacre happening and she's constantly trying to like fend off the zombies and not scare the kids. It actually looks really funny. It looks uh, smart. And so I'm excited for that one. Oh, cool. Um, So the trailer for The Lighthouse came out with William Dafoe and uh, the guy from Twilight, Robert Robert Pattinson. Uh Uh-huh. Black and white, looks brooding, looks cold, looks dark, looks scary. Really excited for that, October 18. And the trailer for the Black Christmas remake... So the second remake of Black Christmas came out. That comes out December 13. It doesn't look bad. Did you see it? Does it look good? I mean, I... (laughs) When you say it doesn't look bad, it's one of those ways of not it's like (laughs) if it looks good you'd say it looked good i actually think it looks good yeah i think i think it might have some promise but my point was that i guess what i was trying to say was that the the first remake was just so bad yeah that i was like this is gonna be terrible why would you do this nobody's asking for this and i saw a trailer and i was like huh actually piquing my interest yeah i think the last one i'm just 
so over. So yeah. I don't know if I could bring myself to seeing it. And also, it doesn't look like Andrea Martin is in it, who was in the original and the remake. I yeah. feel like she should have been part of the the next remake. Yeah. Um, only because I love her so much. <laughs> Speaking of trailers, um, there it's not so much of a horror movie, but it's like under the horror comedy, eh, thriller comedy. Um, have you seen the trailer for Knives Out? It's like a murder mystery. Knives Out. Yeah, no, Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. Tony Collette. Um, so it kind of reminds me, in terms of like the tone, sort of like Clue maybe. But it's, okay. it's family. There's a murder. I think it's the patriarch of the family, and it's all the family members who are considered suspects. David Craig's in it, uh, or sorry, Daniel Craig's in it. David Craig is a singer, I think, from the '90s. Mm -hmm. David. David Craig? Who's not Daniel Craig. No, <laughs> He's different. 007. Yeah. You know David Craig? David Craig, is it? Is he the, on a Monday, I took her for a drink on Tuesday. Ooh. We will make a love by Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Um, no? I need another drink. Is that not David <laughs> no. Craig? Who is that? Who is that? I don't know. That that's was Frank. Good, that was a Frank Ware original. That's a good song. <laughs> We're going to cut that out of the episode for sure. <laughs> um, so Daniel Craig is in it. Yeah. That's all I got. <laughs> um, are you watching the new season of American Horror Story? So I don't have cable anymore. <sighs> so I'm a, always a season behind. So Apocalypse was just released on <laughs> Netflix. So I'm just going to start that. But have you been watching 1984? Uh, so my sister, Amanda, is a huge American Horror Story fan. And yeah. I, was, I was over at my, uh, you know, I was over at her house. And uh, I watched the first episode with her. And I'm not an American Horror Story fan. Yeah. And again, I was like, this is this is not bad. This yeah. is kind of good. Um, and then I have a whole bunch of Stephen King related news. Okay. Um, so Lay it on the us. first is uh, November 8th, The Shining. They're going to put it back in theaters uh, at, in 4K restoration um, as like a promo for the new Doctor Sleep, the sequel, mm. which another trailer for that came out, which I'm refusing to watch because I want to see the movie. But mm -hmm. anyway, very seriously thinking about going to see Shining in 4K. If not, once they release that on Blu-ray, yeah. definitely buying that. Okay. Um, and then crazy. So I, I guess it's Dish or Dish Network is going to pay someone $1,300 to watch all 13 or watch 13 Stephen King movie adaptations yeah. on the run up to Halloween and like wear a Fitbit and track their like heart rate and jump scares. So uh, you have to like, wow. Yeah. Um, is that worth it to you? Would you participate? For 1300 bucks? Yeah. I'd watch. What's a terrible show? I'd watch uh, all of The Bachelorette in 13 days <laughs> to, to yeah. for 1300 bucks. But um, you have to you got to write like a 200 page 200 word statement 200 pages. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got to yeah. write like a 200 word statement on why it should be you. You got to fill it out ap application. Okay, uh, fill out an application by October 15th. Um, and they're going to pick someone and they're going to send you like, they're going to send you all the movies. Uh, then they're going to send you a flashlight, a blanket, candy, popcorn, some Stephen King swag, uh, the Fitbit to track your heart rate. Um, and at the end of it, they're going to give you a gift card to go see either it too, or Dr. Sleep in theater and 1300 bucks. So, wow. um, the only thing though is, so the submission deadline is October 15th. And you have to finish them all before Halloween, so you basically have to watch one a day. Yeah. Once you, whoever is selected, so which is doable, I guess. It is. It's not it's like a, it's not a continuous a <laughs> film festival you're having. It's just like one per day. Yeah. Yeah. If you're disciplined. And I guess kind of segueing here, did you see it too? I did. As a matter of fact, did you? I did. Okay. 
similar should we to, do a spoiler free yeah review? so similar to our uh our analysis or takes on midsummer we are going to do intellectual a, analysis yes is the correct intellectual term. analysis yes because okay, we're yeah. in, we're intellects sure sure <laughs> we, we both have headsets on that are made for playing video games right now as we record no this. one needs to know that Frank. no one can see us now um so Similar to our review of Midsommar, yeah. we are going to do our best not to spoil any plot points or, mm-hmm. or things that would give away the movie. However, if you want to see it too without any spoilers or without knowing anything about it, I will put in the description of this podcast uh, you know, the, the start and end times of this review yeah. so you can skip forward. But without further ado, spoiler-free review of it part two. Yeah. What did you think as you walked out of the theater? My thoughts were the following. (laughs) I thought it was entertaining. I thought um, I liked the casting of who they had play the adult versions. I thought the casting was very on point in terms of actors that looked like their younger counterparts. Yeah. Um, Love Bill Hader. Mm -hmm. I think he's just a comedic gem and talent. Um, I thought it was about... 45 minutes too long which is a lot to be too long yeah i thought it was i think it was almost two and a half hours it, I, it was uh, long it was a very long movie yeah. i think there really could have been some more cuts um made throughout the movie i okay i have a confession okay frank i do a horror podcast i have not seen the original it so that is even longer Okay. That is four, like, hour, hour and a half long parts. And I never finished the book because it was so long. <laughs> I have, there's like a, r- a running theme here. If something's yeah. too long, I just get fed up. But anyway, I, so I don't know if the ending is the same yeah, in the I, original I versus the remake. I've so maybe it. people that have seen the original then or read the book and saw the remake knew how it ended. I yeah. thought the ending was lame in terms of what is done to defeat Pennywise, which I don't think is a spoiler because I think obviously yeah. they're going to defeat him somehow, right? But I'm not going to say how. Yeah. But once they go about it and figure out how do we take him down, I was like, what? That that, that was it? Yeah, that, that's... I looked around. I was like, seriously? Yeah. Um, so I thought I thought it started off strong, but yeah. then I had some issues, which I just mentioned. How yeah. about you? Uh, my, my first thought when I walked out of the theater was, what day is it? Because I felt like I was in there for four days. It is really, <laughs> really long. I don't think I'm giving anything away here. It's very clear from the end of the first one and the beginning of this one that the whole point is that it's, what, 27 years later and Pennywise has returned to Derry and the whole gang is coming back to try to figure out how they can defeat him, right? Or, or how they can, you know, stop him, whatever. Loved the first, like, maybe half hour, 45 minutes, like the getting the band back together mm-hmm. part of the movie. That was so much fun. Yeah. Seeing seeing who they pit, had picked to play all the characters, seeing them come back together, that whole part of it was really, really fun. Then we get kind of into the meat of the movie. The CGI special effects in this movie are insane. Like, they are unbelievable. Some of them are really gruesome. The thing about it, it, it felt as good as the CGI was, I felt like it was almost a little overdone. Like, because, yeah. like, all of these images were so sharp and all the visuals were so, like, in your face, there was very few scares in this movie that is like, oh, what is lurking behind? Like, it was, it was, there's a lot of jump scares in this movie, um, and a lot of it is based on these monstrosities or creatures that they're able to create, which are very scary, but it does get a little bit... No, it just feels kind of overdone eventually. Yeah. There's also a lot of this movie, a huge part of the movie, and the part that kind of drags on a bit, where the characters aren't really together. 
Um, not going to get into why or what or whatever, but the, the parts of the movies, the very long part of the movie in the middle where the characters are not really together, that got really repetitive. Mm. Once, once we kind of, you get a feel for kind of what's going on and they're almost like set pieces and they're scared. There's some good jump scares in them, but like once you get about, you know, a, a certain amount into them, you're like, okay, this is going to take, you're looking at your watch, you're like, it's going to take about an hour and a half to get through the, all it, of them doing this. It didn't like, add anything to the I movie. I didn't think they so could either. Have cut that all out. And then I totally agree. The end of the movie was bonkers. It's just yeah. like, I was like, what? that was Why? that the whole, the whole time, the whole time, yeah, like that whole, was all it took. Yeah. <laughs> so, couldn't have tried that 30 years ago. Yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, I, so full disclosure, I didn't love the first one. I thought it was like good, yeah. entertaining, but like, this one, I almost, I almost don't understand because I think the opinion generally is the second one has not as well received as the first one. Yeah. But I found them to be kind of similar in a lot of ways. I remember liking the first one more, much more. I also thought the second one, to its credit, was. Do you find it funny? Like the second one yeah. was much funnier. Well, Bill Hader's hilarious in it. Yeah. A lot of the interaction that the adult characters have. Although there are some good laughs in the first one with uh, what's his name, Finn Wolfhard. They got the young Bill Hader. Right. There's a lot of funny lines Definitely that come out of his kids' relief. mouths. Um, um, but yeah. I didn't love it. It was too long. Yeah. This is for me, it's definitely a skip and wait till DVD one. And kind mm -hmm. of for like, I would say for like your real Stephen King fans, not knowing yeah. if it's, if it's true to the book at all, but like, yeah. I, um, thought it, thought it missed the mark a little bit. And yeah. I, I did have high expectations and it wasn't bad. It, it was just not, maybe not my cup of tea. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, but on that note, mm -hmm. let's talk about something I am excited about. What's that? Which is Halloween. Ooh, I love me some Halloween. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is my favorite time of year. I'm really excited for it. I wanted to do a kind of unconventional list for us this evening okay. of your top three things that either you love about Halloween season or like things that tell you like, oh, Halloween is here. Yeah. Um, so you want to go first? You want me to go first? Yeah, I'll start. All right. Um, what do you got first? So I'm dating myself a little bit because now it's referred to as the 31 nights of Halloween on Freeform. But growing up, <laughs> it was the 13 nights of Halloween on Fox ABC fam Family, Fox, Fox family? family first, yeah. and then ABC Family for mm. a period, and then Freeform all of a sudden. But yeah. I remember that being kind of the official kickoff, not, yeah, sort of yeah. kickoff for me as a kid that Halloween season's here, and pretty much. It was an excuse just to watch Hocus Pocus yeah. on like repeat over and over again. They'd always have some little specials thrown in and out throughout the um, 13 nights. One of my favorite things beyond Hocus Pocus was Scariest Places on Earth that was hosted by Linda Blair from uh, The Ooh, Exorcist. Yeah, I do remember I remember that. a few seasons of it and just like was really into it. And it was actually kind of before a lot of the other like ghost hunting shows came out like some of that was around then but yeah not as many back then but i remember really enjoying it and they would travel to haunted locations throughout the world and you know kind of investigate it at night yeah but yeah so the 13 nights of halloween have you seen the lineup for it this year it's showing up on my instagram a bunch yeah they're basically showing hocus pocus every day pretty much like, there's a scream four days a week there's a scream uh marathon of one two and three they're oh, skipping really? four for some reason but yeah i like scream four yeah you liked it? I or, think so. I, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It wasn't bad. Years. Yeah. I don't know. Anywho, I totally agree with you. Man, a lot of motorcycles in your neighborhood, John. I know. <laughs> Anywho, um, my first thing you know, it's Halloween. Yeah. I, it, it's like, 
I think of this as like flowers blooming, but in fall, it's that time every year in about mid-September where the vacant retail spaces throughout this country blossom <laughs> into spirit Halloweens yeah. and various uh, Halloween stores. I just love that where you're just driving down the street at a strip mall you'd never usually, like there's nothing left in them because yeah. you know everybody buys everything from Amazon. You look over, you're like, oh, spirit Halloween. Yeah. Can't wait. That's a great analogy. It I is like springtime being yeah. here and they're just kind of yeah bursting all of a sudden. And yeah. there's nothing better than walking in a Halloween store versus like going online shopping. There's something so much more enjoyable about just like, I don't know, for me at least, like going through the aisles, seeing all the decorations and the props. (laughs) I will say yes, except for the like the last four days before (laughs) Halloween where those stores are shit shows. They're understaffed. All the stuff is on the ground. It's open. It's been tried on. Like this time of Halloween season in the early part. Just delightful. Well, you can't procrastinate, Frank, yes. which I'm sure yeah. you do. So do. if you I go do. timely and early enough, but no, mm-hmm. I know exactly what you mean. Um, have you gone to the store yet? No, no. Well, I kind of know what I'm going to be for okay. Halloween. Um, and truthfully, I probably will end up being able to get most of that online, mm. but I'll probably end up in a Halloween store for yeah. one reason or another. Yeah. But anyway, what's your, what's your second? So my uh, second one is the change in the weather. Yeah. <laughs> I love when you feel fall in terms of like the crispness and the air crispness mm-hmm. in the air the temperatures go down a little bit there's just like that feeling yeah when like you can tell summer's ending and fall weather is upon us and you're like, like where did i where what drawer did i stuff all my flannels yeah. in we're gonna get all them out right it gets a little cooler at night mm-hmm. the you know it gets darker a little earlier um feels better for watching horror movies too when yeah. it's just like a little there's a little chill in the it's air a noticeable change right and then that means ooh, halloween's coming soon so I, I love that change i will say i do some of this is just uh why we love fall yeah. i realize this list is because yeah. i also <laughs> associate that feeling that smell in the air yeah. with football but that's <laughs> that oh, is for that's podcast. where our list diverge completely <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, what is a football yes uh what's yours what's my your second one uh pumpkin beers Mm. Only get them one time a year. Now, truthfully, pumpkin beers, I feel like, come out now in like late August. So yeah. Halloween season is more so once that weather change hits that you're talking about, when I start to get in the mood for pumpkin beers. Because yeah. I'm not interested in a pumpkin beer in uh, summer weather. But yeah, once uh, you know mid-September, early October rolls around, you're like, ooh. Give me one of those. Give me a, a, a dogfish pumpkin ale, or the Southern Tier Warlock, or the Pumpkin yeah. Shipyard Pumpkin Head. There's so many. Now the to Rosemary's from. Baby, indeed. Mm. I love a good pumpkin Delicious. beer. So speaking of pumpkin beers, my other favorite thing about, I guess it is kind of turning into fall, but also Halloween. It's I feel just, like I know what you're gonna say. It's just the pumpkin spice yep. in general. I New, mean, New York own PSL. Did you? You saw that coming? <laughs> yeah. Like how you set that up for me because I just went cruising with that. Um, yeah. Just pumpkin spice season. I mean, I'm not like obsessed with it like some people are. Like, it's yeah. really become like a fad mm-hmm. trend. Yeah. I it think it's kind of disingenuous thing. a little bit to some extent, but yeah. I thoroughly appreciate the taste of pumpkin spice. Love me some pumpkin pie for Thanksgiving. But yeah, like I think it's just great when like you see Dunkin' Donuts' menu kind of turn around and it's mm-hmm. like all the pumpkin spice donuts and this and that. So, and the, mu- oh, the muffins. Have you had their muffins? 
From Dunkin' Donuts, pumpkin spice muffin? I have not. It's good. It's yeah, good. it's a good muffin. Yeah, I'll have to keep an it's eye out for really that nice one. Muffin. Yeah, I do like pumpkin flavored things other than beer, so yeah. I, maybe I will give that yeah. a try. What's uh, um, no, what's my third one? one is also kind of retail related, and it's whatever point you end up like your whatever your store that you go in all the time, whether it's like Target or CVS or whatever it is, and all of a sudden you walk in and and you're not expecting it, and all the Halloween stuff is out, and it's right there in the front of the store, like yeah. in the seasonal aisle, trying to excite. You. It just excites me seeing all the, the all the bags of candy that have like moons and haunted houses on them yep. and stuff like all the all the junk like i don't really ever buy anything from there but just seeing it like brings me joy to my heart and i love it when yeah. all the when all the stores do their seasonal changeover and it's yeah. always so quick to get it out of there after halloween i know it hurts well we're in that season now frank Indeed. so um and with halloween Trying to think of a way to get into the movie. <laughs> to segue into Child's yeah. Play? Um, yeah. Well, I guess the impetus for this podcast, or at least when we started it last year, yeah. was let's let's get this set up, teed up, get a bunch of episodes out for Halloween. First one we did was Child's Play to, to kind of tie into movies that scared us as a kid. Yeah. And it was really shortly after that episode came out that we realized that they were going to do the remake. Anyway, tonight we are going to review Child's Play 2019. Yeah. So this movie came out, I don't know, like early June. Early spring. It came out in June? June 2019, yeah. No way. It came out in June. It's already on video? Yeah. Wow. So that was a quick turnaround for this movie. At least it feels like it. It is 63% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, It is... I guess it had a budget of $10 million. It made $43 million, which is... uh, It feels like a good return, not a great return, but like... You know, it's uh, you know, four timed over its money, so yeah, it's probably in consideration for getting a sequel. I don't know. Yeah, um, directed by a guy named Lars Klevberg, who appears to have done nothing that I've ever heard of. Okay. Um. So, what was what was your kind of gut reaction? What was your initial thoughts on finishing the movie? Did Did you rent it on demand? Uh, I rented it on YouTube. Oh. I feel like the number of times I've name dropped YouTube as a great place to rent <laughs> movies, like I should get the cut. But yeah, it's so easy, by the way, to rent a movie on YouTube. Um, I watched it on there. Um, I'm glad I didn't see it in theaters and spend more money on, on a movie ticket. Yeah. I'll start with that. I am getting the impression that I liked it more than you did. Just the way your face okay. is looking right now. I enjoyed certain parts of it. Um, and those parts were, I thought that it was cool that they didn't just do a complete word-for-word, plot-by-plot remake of the original. Mm-hmm. Even though it is like a remake, they did reimagine it in certain ways, yeah. whether it was through the different origin story of how Chucky becomes the way he is versus having some new characters. Um, so I kind of appreciated it for that aspect. I... Uh, I like Aubrey Plaza a lot. I think she's mm-hmm. a really fun actress to watch. I yeah. like her whole deadpan, sarcastic style. So I kind of enjoyed what she brought to the character of Karen. So she plays the mom in the remake. Yeah. Um, but. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> when it ended, I was like, it was fine. Yeah. Did I need a remake? No. Probably not. It wasn't necessary. Yeah. It didn't like bring anything new to the table and. Yeah. That was necessary, I think. Uh-huh. So that was kind of my takeaway. Like, was it entertaining yeah 
It was, yeah. a, it was fine. But like, I just don't think we needed a remake yeah. necessarily. What did you think? Just like your first impressions before we get into my specifics. My kind of first impression of it was kind of like a, a missed opportunity a little bit mm. because uh, the premise that they set up for how this Chucky becomes evil, I actually think is really smart and like the interconnectivity I of a lot of technology. Than... Yeah, it's, it's, it's good. Yeah. Um, the, the, the doll sufficiently creepy, but it just, with this kind of interesting premise, I feel like it didn't do a whole lot. Mm. Like there was an opportunity to make a, there's opportunity to either make a movie that was like a little more of a statement on technology because they really, they really do set that up about the, that basically in this movie and we'll get into it is the company that Chucky's made by makes everything. Yeah. TVs, thermostats, they even make automated Ubers in this movie. So a lot of this movie is about the interconnectivity of Caslin devices. And right. I was like, "Oh, this is really good. This is going to go there's there's got to be twists and turns that they I felt like they could have done with that storyline that they kind of didn't." The other thing I'll say is that as much as I as much as I a like Aubrey Plaza in general and kind of enjoyed her in this movie, she's a tough sell as a mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll get into some of the deets yeah. on that, but like <laughs> some of the things that she was doing were just like very un Karen Barclay as I knew her. And while I appreciate that they didn't make a scene for scene, shot for shot remake of the movie, yeah. I thought the movie was lacking, kind of lacking some references to the older movie. Uh, that movie okay. has so many things that I think you could subtly reference, like you can yeah. even work into the plot that they had. Mm-hmm you know, things that they could have gotten in and they, they didn't really after kind of the first, uh, you know, I definitely, by the time they're done the first act, there's nothing in the movie that's referential to the first one. So I thought it was a miss having said that I, maybe I'm just being too harsh. It was fun. Yeah. Like it has some good scares. Yeah. It's a, it's a fun movie. It is a tight 90 minutes. Nobody, you know, it's, this is not a movie that you would say was too long. No two and a half hour nonsense yeah. like uh, it too but a little bit of a letdown not a total letdown yeah. but a little bit of a letdown yeah so kind of like what you said i like the setup of the movie in terms of how chucky becomes chucky so we are brought to a factory in vietnam where chucky's are being assembled by factory workers they're and, called buddy dolls in this but, movie yeah and um weren't they called that in the original they're called good guy dolls in the original. oh okay all yeah. right and um we see that the buddy dolls are just so connected to they're like coded in a specific they're way. They're smart dolls. They yeah. have they have like uh they're like Furbies on steroids. Exactly. They, not only do they respond verbally and record things, but they learn, they walk around, right. they do a bunch of th- I think the movie actually starts with an ad for the buddy doll. Yeah, yeah. And it's created by this Castlin Corporation, like you said, which owns everything yeah, so tv automated ubers which ends up being a really big part in the scene right. later in the so movie. it's a hybrid of like amazon google uber like yeah. every big corporation techie corporation out there like kind of in one they like own everything they create everything and um buddy you can connect to like your cloud so he yeah. you know is connected to like your cloud network and pretty much like you said kind of like learns as he goes along and um there's a way to program him to be good (laughs) and you can actually shut off those controls where he will then behave badly and it seems like that is the default because what we get in this it's not i don't know if it's a sweatshop so to speak but it's you know it's uh 
they're working them real hard. And the guy that makes the buddy doll that the Barclays get in this movie, he gets fired, right? He, his boss comes up and it's like, you're not making them fast enough. You're fired. Finish that doll. Get the hell out. I don't so think he gets fired, but he's like just being berated by I his I think he does get fired. Manager. I think he tells him, make that doll and you're out of here. Oh, I don't yeah. know. I, I got the impression that he's just like being verbally abused by this like awful manager that wants him to like churn them out quicker. Yeah. So I saw it as like make it and like leave for the day. But yeah, yeah. very well. Maybe he you're got probably fired. on your phone not reading the subtitles. <laughs> of that scene. But anyway, so he goes, you know what? Screw it. I'm turning off the violence. It's violence uh, inhibitor. The violence inhibitor. Which, by the way, like, why is there even a violence inhibitor to begin with? They they program these dolls and create like the codes and whatever for the dolls to be the way they you are. Should, like, you guys, should, I wish you could all see Joe's hands. <laughs> he just did like a little hand tornado but it's like, when what? he said create <laughs> the codes. Uh, um, I know it's hard sometimes to express myself. Well, I think the words. point is that these dolls learn, right? So if you could, you, if they will learn whatever you teach them, you could teach them to be nasty. And as the kids in this movie inadvertently do. But yeah. he turns off that. He turns off the violence inhibitor. He turns off, I don't know. He turns I just off some, like the safety, oh, the protocols. safety protocols and the violence inhibitor. He makes a stall, boxes it up, and then throws himself off the roof of the building. Yeah, so it's a pretty <laughs> wild setup, but I think it's a more interesting, um, not that it's realistic, but like more realistic, at least in like the original Chucky, where yeah. like the serial killer was uh, an incantation yeah and then like exactly so i thought this was like a more believable setup so to speak as you know much as it can be um so i was like ooh, off to a strong start um so now we are in the u.s and we meet the new version of andy the new version of karen barclay um, they recently moved into this apartment building, which looks from the outside kind of like the apartment. I building think from that's the first one. yeah, it's yeah. a very similar look and feel. Yeah. Um, and Andy is, um, I guess, about the same age, maybe a little older than I the think Andy. he's definitely older. And that's one of the things that they kind of miss, and I wish they would have kind of referenced. Is yeah. in the first movie, Andy is young enough that he is almost the same size as the doll and because he's wearing the same outfit as the doll yeah. there's a lot of it, all the evidence seems to suggest that the crimes that Chucky's committing in the first one are being done by Andy there's a little less of that or at least a little less direct suspicion of that because Andy is a little bit older when when uh, Aubrey Plaza gets him the doll which she gets it's a uh, so somebody returns this doll obviously because it's not because it's evil yeah um, and it's doing things that it shouldn't she blackmails her manager to take to instead of returning the doll which is another thing we learned he is a, a buddy generation one and buddy generation two are about to come out so she got oh you know we're getting the buddy twos whatever by the way remember that time that you had sex with one of our co-workers in the break room i'm just gonna take this doll and her right. boss is like yeah you just take this doll. because the manager boss is also married so she knows how to like play her cards right yeah. so she and she's she's very good at that part of her character. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. part, she's very kind of, you know, Aubrey Plaza has a way about her where, you know, she's not hard to picture as having kind of a mean streak. She kind of has one in parks and rec. So blackmailing her boss, like that seems really good. She yeah. gives Andy the doll. They start hooking him up. They've got to get him immediately like plugged into all the Caslin devices. And he's glitchy from the start. Yeah. And Andy's kind of resistant to the doll because he's, he, he's too it. old for it. But, you know, from Karen's point of view, they made this move. Andy's brand new. He has a hearing aid. So he definitely is, feels different from other kids around him. He has no friends. So Karen's like, hey, this is a way for him to have a companion. Yeah. Um, but, and, like, before that, see, this is one of the scenes, like, early on is the one of the scenes where I'm like, man, she is. I still hold my position that 
Aubrey Plaza. First of all, there is no Aunt Maggie in this movie, which I think is I a know. huge loss. I thought the Aunt Maggie character was great. She's the first kill in the first one. I, I thought we were going to get an Aunt Maggie. I think uh, Aubrey Plaza would have been a great hypothetical Aunt Maggie. But in the early scenes yeah. of this movie, she's trying to tell Andy... Why don't you go outside? Why don't you go play with people or whatever? And what they show is out the apartment building window at night in an alley that I think is supposed to look like a not great neighborhood. Yeah. It's like the back parking behind a laundromat. There's like a bunch of kids like starting a small fire. And she's like, why don't you do that? I'm like, <laughs> what kind of mother would be like, yeah, I understand encouraging your antisocial kid to like yeah. go make friends. But like, yeah. Go play in a dirty Chicago alley with with a bunch of kids that are starting a fire. Yeah. Like, what? She desperately <laughs> wants him to have some companions yeah. uh, so that she can regularly bang her boyfriend Shane in the middle of the afternoon. <sighs> because after they get the doll up and running, and, and we'll talk more about him getting to learn the doll, we learned that uh, she has a boyfriend named Shane who appears to suck and also appears to be putting his pants back on literally every time Andy walks into the room. Yeah, it's like God. Damn, Karen, have like a little, <laughs> have a little, uh, you know, discretion. Like maybe don't get done banging right as your kid's coming over from school. Yes, yeah, so maybe you can't be so shocked when Andy is not into <laughs> seeing the two of you yeah. <laughs> right after doing your thing. And like maybe that's why he's a little upset and isn't a big fan of Shane. Also, Shane does suck. So we, uh, yeah, Shane objectively sucks. <laughs> we find terrible. out later he's like cheating on another family. But yeah. yeah, so he hates Shane. And that's kind of, I feel like, where we start to see Char or, uh, Chucky's like evil proclivities. Like first the cat scratches Andy. And he's like, oh, that, you know, that darn cat. And then we catch Chucky like strangling the cat. The cat's name is Mickey Rooney, by the way. Oh, is it really? <laughs> yeah, it's Mickey Rooney. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting that Chucky learns as he goes along like the first original one he's pretty much already programmed to be yeah. evil because he's there it's like a human soul inside the doll but this one i thought was kind of interesting is that he picks up on his environment and he sees andy as like his best friend so he kind of misconstrues you know what andy says or when andy says you know he hates someone or if someone like the cat or something like the cat you know hurts andy like he's programmed to think hey i gotta like get back at this person or thing to defend Andy, my best friend. So his intentions aren't really bad, yeah. so to speak. Like, I think it's coming from a okay place. Yeah, I mean, but he, then it becomes, it becomes and jealous. And then it escalates <laughs> and snowballs into some pretty deadly messed up yeah. things. But initially I actually kind of felt for Chucky because like, yeah. he doesn't know better in a way, mm -hmm. but then you see that he's a product of his environment. Like he watches, <laughs> oh God, he yeah. sees, he like watches like the horror movie yeah. when Andy, which by the way, what Aaron movie Barclay, was it? That's uh, do you know what movie it was? No, no. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Was it? Yeah, which they are way too young to watch. These kids are like 10. Like, yeah. I mean, I probably saw the movie when I was that age. But like, but like Karen yeah. Barclay, I got issues with this Karen Barclay. Karen Barclay in the first one, I felt like she loved Andy. She didn't have a lot of time on her hands. She really did care about taking care of Andy. Aubrey Plaza just seems to be like have other things on her plate including shane who not only sucks but is also but she's working like she's, she's working, trying to make yeah, ends she, meet yes. single mom like but that's made this big she, move to to be that character like I think you gotta be a little more loving just like a little more like mm. concerned you I know li and i think I she's I concerned I she that a little bit i like that she's messy <laughs> i yeah. like i think it's a realistic i actually thought the karen barclay from the original is much more of like a classic old school antiquated like 
cookie cutter version of what a mom should sure. be like. And yeah, I thought it was yeah. kind of neat that I think Karen cares about her son. Like she defends him. She has his back, but she's also, you know, messy and isn't perfect. And I think it's kind of realistic. Well, and the um, other thing you think, I think just looking at her and looking at the age of Andy, you immediately think, is she old enough to have this baby? Well, and they do kind of address it in the At her plot. sweet 16 or something. Yeah, I had, a, I had a very productive sweet 16 yeah, or something so like that. So that makes sense to me. We also, we got to mention one of my favorite characters from the last movie, our Detective Handsome-esque character. Oh my gosh. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry is actually a neighbor. So he's a detective, but he also lives in their building. Well, his mom lives in the building. So he visits oh, his mom because right, he has right. dinner there during the week. She lives at the end of the hallway. So invites, he's around. Invites Andy to come have dinner dinner with them because he's in the hallway hiding while his mom is banging Shane. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how we meet Detective Mike. Yep. Um, who's, yeah, like pretty cool and funny. He's and a good character. He seems yeah. like a good guy. He's got a good head on his shoulders. I almost and... felt like Detective Mike needed a little more screen time. I need a little more Detective I feel Who like they didn't Mike? give him enough yeah. to do. Because he was good. He's yeah. he's really charming with Annie. He has, that, he has that one scene where he tries to flirt with Aubrey Plaza in the hallway, but he's not really good at it. Yeah. You know, we know he's like, he's taking care of his mom. and But at the same time, he's a homicide detective. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so he okay. was good. I wanted more of him. Yeah. So Chucky is going out in a bat with Andy he's bringing him around and um, some kids who live in the building befriend Andy because they're like oh wow your Chucky doll um, like is pretty nasty I think he was like saying something inappropriate did you remember what these kids names were that live they're in the building super bizarre what, Pug and Florin Fallon and Pug yeah who in their right mind <laughs> nicknames yeah I don't know I, actually it's funny because Aubrey Plaza's character at one point is like, wait, are those even names? <laughs> <laughs> These are um, the ruffians that she wants Andy to go play with like dumpster barrel fires <laughs> within the alley. I was annoyed with the introduction of all these kids. I feel like they were trying to do like a stranger things, like all these young kids banding together and like solving a problem. Like, I don't know. I just, it was a little half baked though. I, I don't know. It was just too many kids. <laughs> yeah. So there's a bunch of kids. And I didn't there's think they these... added anything. No. Other than like the final scene when the one chick Fallon was just like breaking crap and like fighting yeah. back. That was okay. So but there's, like, there's eh. the two friends that she really makes close friends with that he makes close friends with. And then there's this other group. And like the other group really wants to teach the doll, the doll how to like stab and say like kill somebody and say like, this is for Tupac. Yeah. But then it, things really start to ramp up in this movie when um after and well the chucky kills the cat do they have to hide the cat or does so it, they, chucky i'm sorry yeah so andy wraps up the cat and pushes it down the laundry chute yeah yeah because at that point he's like he he feels i mean he's definitely like a loner character and he feels connected with chucky so he doesn't want to lose chucky but by the way <laughs> i'm so over the horror trope of like killing the pet it's like the minute you see a pet in a horror movie now, it's like, well, there goes like that cat or dog is not going to survive. Yeah. I've just seen it so many times. Yeah. And ugh, over it. But <laughs> it slowly starts to ramp up, right? They, they first it's the cat, then it is he starts saying, "I hate Shane. Like, why? Why? You know, I don't want Shane around or whatever." And he tried Chucky, like, kind of scares Shane. Yeah. Um, he sees Shane actually like push Andy pretty aggressively yes. on the bed. And yeah. he's like, well, be a man about it. Tell me how you really feel. Like, Shane yeah. is a dick. No, he sucks, and, um, objectively. I mean, yeah, he doesn't deserve to die. But, <laughs> like, yeah. So, Chucky, in his 
limited sense of understanding sees like his buddy Andy being attacked. So again, it's a very warped, deranged yeah. reaction. But I, I kind of got you know he's a no better in a way. Yeah. So, so he's trying to. He's why trying am to I do defending something? Chucky so much? What's, what's wrong with me? <laughs> def- he's a product of his environment. Yeah. Like <laughs> I think this movie touches on some very existential themes. Actually, now as I'm talking about it, 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 it might, no. it might. You know, Chucky is <laughs> just, a metaphor. It's not that deep. Chucky follows Shane to his house. Couple things at Shane's house that really just confuse me. First of all, uh, we find out Shane is cheating. He yeah. he gets to his house, pops the wedding ring out of the visor, has goes inside. He has two little girls. Yeah, why does Shane have a watermelon patch in his backyard? <laughs> There's a watermelon patch in his backyard. Yeah, for no reason other than the scene set up with what he ends up doing with Shane's body. You, but there is a there's a watermelon patch. You don't have one. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he had a lot of watermelons. Like anyway, yeah. the other issue. So Shane ends up getting killed by Chucky as he's taking down Christmas lights. He's taking the Christmas lights down. He falls. He's like, oh, what's going on? There's this massive like auger drill thing in the yard that is, appears to be remote control operated that they that Chucky gets um, Shane tied up in and then ends up killing him with this thing. Yeah. Huge issue for me because this is this is what I feel like is an unforced error. The buddy two the buddy two doll is about to come out, right? Yeah. Why is the Buddy 2 doll coming out after Christmas? It's right after Christmas. That he's taking the Christmas lights down. It's with it's theoretically within a month or two of Christmas. It makes no sense. It would be so simple just to set up all the Buddy stuff happening as a run up to Christmas, but they just botch that for no reason. And huh. it just bothers me. You would never release a brand new I assume a very expensive smart toy doll Two months after Christmas. Huh. Bananas. I've never seen you more passionate about like, <laughs> of all the things in the calendar movie. <laughs> days and timing out with ho- I mean, I've of wow. all the things in this movie that are like <laughs> kind of a miss, that one really pisses me That's off. That's the thing that really gets you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Caslin doesn't know how to market its dolls. Yeah. Okay. So all right. he kills <laughs> Chucky kills Shane. And then d- rips Shane's face off, a la Leatherface from Ch- Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. <laughs> That's uh, where he learned that. See, Joe, put the pieces together. Yeah. They weren't that hard to connect. You are an intellect. You've really <laughs> critically assessed and observed. <laughs> anyway, I thought the kill was fun, by the way. It was fun. I thoroughly enjoyed watching the, that. The janitor kill, also fun. And we'll get to that next. Oh, the creepy uh, yeah. like foreman person. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. so uh, not only does Chucky kill Shane, but he rips his face off, slaps it on a watermelon, and just throws that in Andy's room. And Andy like wakes up to it on his dresser. Yeah, and it's then super they try to get rid of the watermelon head and wrap it up in a in wrapping paper. And as they're exiting the apartment, <laughs> Karen walks in. And is like, hey, what is that? And the lie he concocts is that it's a gift for, for the neighbor down the hall. For the detective neighbor being Mike's, the mother detective of Detective Mike's Mike. Mike. Yeah. But when they del- and Karen's insistent on like being there with Andy to deliver the gift, and when Detective Mike's mom opens the door, Andy concocts his whole story how she can't open it until Andy's own birthday, and somehow yeah. everyone buys this. Yeah, They're like that's a little weird, but sure, like why not? No, that makes no sense at all. But somehow it flies, and then the mother of Detective Mike is just holding on to this head of Shane. Yeah. And so around the same time, Andy throws away Chucky and he's recovered from the dumpster by we get a lot of there's there's a lot of foreshadowing in this movie about two things. One the kind of payoff, not one not so much. The first one is uh what's his name? The the 
the creepy superintendent janitor guy who recovers the Chucky doll from the trash. We realize he's got cameras all over this building, including yeah. Karen, Bar- Karen Barclay's bathroom. Anyway, Chucky's down there. He he like reboots Chucky to try to sell him on the internet, at which point Chucky sees Andy in Detective Mike's mom's apartment because he snuck in there to have dinner to try to steal back the pumpkin head. He hears Detective Mike's mom say that she's Andy's new best friend. So Chucky kills the superintendent in a really gruesome crotch driven buzzsaw accident, which is just like really gross and kind of slashery. But honestly, like, in this movie that I, some of it really didn't grab me. Like that scene was fun. Yeah. That scene was fun. Kind of like the Shane killing scene. Gross, but like the tone yeah. of it is, is kind of light and silly. And yeah. yeah. Um, it was graphic though. Yeah. <laughs> Blood everywhere. Yeah. So Shane, um, or Andy ends up getting the head back, throws it in the trash. Should we just fast forward to the end? Yeah, actually, so I thought the kill with, um, and that leads us to the kill then of Mike's mom. Oh, detective, yeah, yeah, Which I yeah. thought was really cool, actually. Yeah. I thought it was a very smart take on just um, how everything is so interconnected technologically. Yeah. So, um, but, so, uh, Mike, Detective Mike's mom is grabbing pretty much like an Uber, and it's it's a self-driving car. Um, and <laughs> Chucky's able to, like, control the car and pretty much, like, makes it crash, roll over. He ends up, like, stabbing her. But yeah. it was kind of scary because you hear stories of, like, how some of these self-driving cars in real life, where, like, the yeah. testing models have malfunctioned in some way. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was a clever kind of kill. I, I haven't seen anything like that. And it, and it was. And that was what I thought this movie needed more of. Like, these problems that were going to be creative by, like, it's so convenient that all of our devices are connected, but what if they turned against us, right? And I, I other than the last scene, which kind of builds up, and there's a lot of that all at once, yeah. I kind of thought that this movie had an opportunity to do more of that, and they didn't. Um, it's also the only part in the movie... Or really the the main part in the movie, I guess Karen suspects Andy of some stuff earlier, like with the cat and and some stuff and and like being rude to Shane or but point is for a brief second, it seems like Detective Mike suspects Andy's involvement in the murdering of his mother. Anyway, Andy and his mom get in an argument. She decides, you know, stop it. You're making this up. The doll's not doing anything. I have to work the launch of the Buddy 2 doll. You're coming to Zed Mart, where I work, yeah. for this to happen. And it is just pure mayhem. Andy's yeah. there. He's trying to kill everybody. He slits a guy's throat that's in like a Buddy doll head he's got every device in the store working against well, that's them. what's crazy is that he gets the drones to work on his behalf he's able to tap into the network that connects to all the buddy two dolls and there's different versions of buddy two so there's like a bear which is yeah really scary looking yeah um <laughs> it's like an evil teddy ruxpin this also gets to the other thing that yeah. i got heavily foreshadowed and like barely plays a role the whole movie they're making a thing out of the fact that andy's deaf Remember when he wants he wants a toy that's not yeah. a buddy doll in the beginning? She's like, "Well, I'm already saving." Oh, he needs a new phone. Yeah. He's like, "She's like, I'm already saving up to try to get you a new hearing aid." And in this big murderous montage at the end, at one point, Chucky hacks in and is talking to Andy through his Caslin yeah. like hearing aid. But that's it. I felt like there was a lot of like investment put into like Andy's death. Like I, I was like, some way it's gonna come into like helping him save the day or it's gonna cost him dearly. Yeah. And it just kind of ended up being a non factor. Yeah. I'm like, what do you 
you're spending time like developing these plot points and then you don't do anything with them. Right. Um, but so there's a whole mayhem at the end. Pandemonium. Uh, yeah. Disrupts. Um, Everybody gets out like pretty much safe. They're at the door and suddenly they realize that Andy's mom is being crucified on a beam back inside. So Andy runs back in to save him as the gate closes. Right. And he ends up being able to get her off, get her off the um, cross and uh, what are they? They she beheads Chucky, I think. Yeah, the detective, oh, detective Mike, detective Mike takes comes a back because you think yeah. he dies. He yeah. comes back to save the day, and then Andy's mom just kind of like finishes the deed of like destroying. Um, not Andy. Um, destroying Chucky's head. But then, of course, it has to be a little open ended because you're like, it can't actually just end like that, yeah. right? Like, so Chucky, there's like because there's always got to be an openness to a potential sequel. Yeah. So there's a video of the guy that runs Caslin saying, like, in, you know, in, the, in an abundance of caution, we're recalling all the dolls, but we see. Yeah. And then they kind of like span, or they have the camera um, scan over like bun- a bunch of boxes of like the Buddy One doll, and you see one that's packaged up and. I think the eyes turn red or something. Which is what Chucky's did. But yeah. even though uh, I so thought that I think, was kind of dumb because Chucky's dead. So, so the what, premise we got in the beginning was this guy did one doll and then killed himself. I think the way I read it is that the Chucky they killed wasn't the actual evil one. Like that was controlling things. I think they killed a uh, Chucky that was being controlled by like the oh, that's a, right, a buddy he, doll that's being controlled by the actual Chucky. Because he was able to kind of tap in. That's 100% net. what happened. I, so I didn't occur to me because he was running other dolls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I thought the whole commentary on just like the culture we live, we live in now with like devices and everything being interconnected and like how easy it is. And we've seen it like in yeah. the real world with like things being hacked and stuff and whether it's like voting machines or just people's accounts being hacked through online. Like it's so easy to like like cyber attacks and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, I thought the movie kind of like plays into that a little bit. Yeah. I thought it touches on some interesting themes of like free will, like yeah. versus, you know, and like artificial intelligence and like the dangers of that. And like, you know, <laughs> what are we doing there? And like, at what point does it just start to kind of escalate yeah. and become like dangerous? And like, is it going to backfire? Um, so like there were some cool parts and like ideas and it was fun it wasn't it wasn't painful to get through despite the fact that they just don't know how to market dolls around christmas time it actually is it's not an unenjoyable movie yeah Yeah. no i i agree with you great i thought the premise was great when i realized that that's where they were going this i was like this is so much potential i i felt that they i was hoping they would do a little more with it than they did yeah it, Um, it was it wasn't all there though for me and i go back to my initial point like why like it wasn't necessary i feel like if you're going to do a remake or a reboot like what are you bringing new to the table and though they did attempt to do some new things by the end of it i was like okay like i would have been fine if i didn't see this too you know <laughs> like i don't know yeah. I, I don't think it was necessary yeah um, i think the first one was great for what it was and yeah. um they didn't need to bring this one back but um it'll be interesting to see if they kind of uh if they make a million more of these since it didn't you know go absolutely bananas in the box office and and it's kind of uh you know as far as favorability a little bit middle of the road there was one part though where there was a lightning bolt that was like a really cheesy lightning bolt and it reminded me of the original version Mm -hmm. which is some of i don't know if it was purposely supposed to look that bad or for it was just poor special effects and they tried <laughs> but i did get a flashback to the original chucky with you know like all the awful lightning bolts in the beginning when he becomes yeah um his soul goes inside the doll but so 
that, I think that kind of covers most of the plot. I think it does. Um, in our take. What I want to talk about now is my world-famous uh, segment. You may have heard of it. Um, it sometimes goes by Scare Are They Now or Scare Have They Been. Today, we're going to do the latter. You know who voices Chucky? Well, I know uh, you know, so I, I don't do. want you to answer. <laughs> it's, <laughs> Man, it's so much fun to be on a podcast pretend you, you Pretend you don't know. Who is it, Joe? Do tell. So he goes with the name of Mark Hamill. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's freaking Luke Skywalker, I know. which is so ridiculous. Um, and there was a Star Wars reference um, at one point. Chucky, there was? Chucky makes some comment, I think, about like, I'm not Obi-Wan Kenobi. Or he, he uh, like references a Star gotcha, Wars character. Gotcha. I may be butchering the actual line, but there was a Obi-Wan Kenobi reference. Gotcha. But yeah, so Luke Skywalker is the voice of Chucky. And yeah. I mean, he does a good job. I, I wouldn't have known it was him. Unless, like, I had, like, I mean, because I knew going anyway because I read about it. But, like, otherwise, I wouldn't have been like, oh, that sounds like Mark Hamill. He's in the new Star Wars movies. He didn't need this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, or uh, did he? Yeah. He needed to showcase his creativity yeah. through a different, his artistry. Um, yeah. But, yeah. yeah, so that's Chucky in a nutshell, yeah. I think. Um, so, before we get into our usual questions, um, do you prefer the original or the remake? Definitely the original. Even yeah. though the original is kind of bad. Yeah. Like, it's bad in all the best ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's funny to look back on and be like, wow, what a weird movie they made. And um, my second question, what toy would you have waited in line for um, that they were all waiting in line for, for the Chucky 2 or for Buddy 2? Like there was this huge crowd waiting outside question, the store Joe. and they were like, we got to get this doll. Like what toy? Well, so I had a, a My Buddy doll. Which was like, uh, it was like a little boy that looked very. I think we talked about this yeah. in the first episode. So I had one of those. I I did not wait in line for it. Well, what have I ever waited in line for, toy wise? Yeah, See, I don't I, know. Oh, you know, there's been a couple of toys I had I really loved. I had a big Buzz Lightyear when I was a kid that I loved. Yeah. Um, I don't know something I wait in line for. You know, it's funny. This movie did make me think of. Remember when they can't get. Uh, Chucky to stop talking in the beginning because he's like kind of short wired. Mm -hmm. My sister had a doll growing up. It was like the same generation that Furbies were. That was an ET doll. Same problem. It would just talk in the middle of the night. <laughs> it was just, that is creepy. Yeah, it was really creepy. It was like the size of a Furby. Same sort of generation of smart toys, but it, it just it would talk and talk and talk. But I just that this movie as as I was I watched this movie with my family yeah. and we were all like, remember Amanda's ET doll? That thing was weird. What happened to that doll? Oh God, I hope it's in a dumpster somewhere. <laughs> Is it listening right now? <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Is there a toy that you would have waited um, for? I never waited in line for toys, really, but I was obsessed with Hot Wheels and Matchbox cars, mm -hmm. so that's something I probably would have waited for. Um, I always wanted Power Wheels, like a power, like the mini oh. car, and that's something I would have waited for. My parents <laughs> deprived me of having that um, beautiful toy, but yeah. so I missed out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so but it reminded me, though, of growing up of like the Furby craze, Tamagotchi craze. Um, yeah. Beanie, oh my gosh, Beanie Babies. Mm -hmm. You I know what I'm just thinking about? Do you remember Mad Maxes? Were they called Mini Maxes? Mad Maxes? No The clue. little, like, they were the boy version of Polly Pockets. Like, mm. opened up, and they had a little character, and they had a little really? enemy, enemy to fight with. Oh, so much fun. Did you have a whole set? I had, it was, so they were, like, small. They were, like, a handheld thing, and they made tons of them. Yeah. I had, like, I, I remember definitely having two. I had one that was shaped like a skull, and one that was shaped like a snake, and I love them. Wow. Those, those are something that I, I would have uh, cherished in that sort the of way. The things I learn about you by doing this podcast. You know, I know what I'm getting you for your birthday this year. <laughs> um, I will say over the past year, the, the one-year anniversary, I, I will say I think it's brought us closer together. Yeah. Over the, I, you know, kind of wrapping up here, over the past year, does, do any special moments in particular from the podcast stick out to you? Yeah, I... 
really liked our Babadook episode because mm-hmm. I think we were on very different sides of uh, of the reactions to the movie. Like you were not as big of a fan as I was, so it was fun to kind of defend our opinions and see where the other one was coming from, but not compromise. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I enjoyed that one. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed recording at Manitani yeah. and Love City. I yeah. think being in public and in those environments and just the people we met, the bartenders, the staff, that was they a were lot all of really fun. Cool. And I hopefully we'll do a lot more of that in the future. Yeah. It is it is a lot more work. Like, you know, there's organization, there's getting set up and but, you know, getting everything working. Yeah. But like I think it made for some fun. It episodes. makes for a good product. <laughs> yeah. Um and I really enjoyed our bird box conversation about what you would ransack in a supermarket <laughs> if you just had to like yeah. grab your favorite food. That was fun. Uh, what I about think you? One of my favorite memories is when we did the awesomely bad movie list. And I don't think you understood what I meant by awesomely bad. <laughs> you just said bad movies. You like, you didn't really do that. Or the time I listened to a movie when I didn't even see it. Yeah. That, then you <laughs> just did that. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I put a lot of time into the preparation, <laughs> as you can see, for this podcast. Yeah, a lot, lot of good times. A lot of, uh, a lot yeah. of, fun, a lot of delicious beverages. That's right. For sure. Well, um, it's been a good year. Yeah, I mean, we've done some cool episodes. Watched some fun movies. Lots would, more to come. We want to thank the listeners for sticking with us yeah. the past year. If you have any suggestions yeah we're like taking mo- requests so we're we're on yeah. instagram at horror on the rocks yeah let we're, us know you know we're we're on there pretty frequently i'd like to be on there more but you know i gotta do a job yeah um at horror on the rocks we also have a, a an email address it's horror on the rocks at gmail.com if there's oh, something we do. i never check it no do you? I, I gave you the password but you never check I, it. yeah yeah <laughs> but um <laughs> if you have requests or if you have corrections for us things that we totally screw up screw up definitely like email us you know suggestions eh, or anything like that do they have i mean we're perfect <laughs> we we're need perfect, to let we, you want as little scrutiny as possible don't we're you? fine yeah <laughs> no, but anyway but, Happy uh, happy Halloween season. Yeah, happy Halloween and happy one year, Frank. Happy one year, Cheers, Joe. guys. Cheers. This is for Tupac. Yes.